rhino america last war forever garbage fold to the democrats agenda welcome to open source news don't forget to like share subscribe and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news three weeks since the norfolk southern toxic train derailment and guess what today tuesday february 28th we have another train derailment in florida you're watching 10 Tampa Bay, and Justin, we have a news alert out of Bradenton where a train has derailed in the southern portion of Manatee County. We know, you see right there, the cars on their side, five cars derailed, two of them carrying propane. Hazmat crews and others were sent to uh, do an initial analysis of it, but, you know, nothing to worry about, folks. Just go back to your normal life. This is normal. Train derailments, hazmat being deployed just business as usual in 2023 there are no reported leaks we do not have any reports of injuries but we do know that this is going to take a while to clean up because firefighters uh, they're going to have to drain the propane out of these cars and then obviously work on the cleanup all right so this is just barely happening a couple hours ago at the time of my recording this this will go up later in the uh, afternoon or evening of Tuesday, the last day of February. So I'm sure we'll have more information in my reports tomorrow. We're working to find out what caused these cars to derail. We'll hopefully found out or we'll get a lie or some sort of propaganda explaining what's going on here, folks. Now let's just put our thinking caps on. We have gone through a series of things that just seem to happen out of nowhere and we get a sequence of them happening and then they just stop. And then, of course, we are supposed to forget the original event. But what's really going on? For instance, the spy balloon, the China spy balloon, doesn't get shot down. All of a sudden, they start shooting all kinds of crap out of the sky. That becomes a story we forget about the Chinese spy balloon. Hmm. It's been a few weeks since we shot any damn thing out of the sky. Isn't that interesting? February 3rd, we have the derailment in East Palestine where they do a controlled burn. I'll do air quotes. I had a great comment from someone going, no, James, BCP, it was a controlled burn, yada, yada, yada. I'm just reporting. I, I, I can't go air quotes for everything that is the official line because I'd be going like this the entire thing for every lie or potential lie uh, that, that is happening or that's being told to us. But we have the East Palestine derailment and now we've had a series of derailments. Another one today. Nothing to see here. Why? I don't know. Let's let's just let's just have this little mental exercise, folks. Let's just go through some possibilities. Some possibilities. Critical thinking skills. Remember from school, put on your thinking caps, brothers and sisters. One, possibly they're trying to get us to forget. Maybe this is by design. This is to, uh, to get us to forget the original one, which is going to be very hard to do. I'm going to do a special report for you either tomorrow or the day after on East Palestine. I'm working on a longer form of a report on that. Maybe there's so much going on there they don't want us to know about it. So we have all these other train derailments so that in our mind that we just go, oh, you know what? After all, train derailments are commonplace. It's commonplace for things to fly in the air and get shot down by the government. See how that works? Or there, it's a reticular, a reticular activation system, okay? So we have a RAS in our brain that filters out information that is not 
pertinent to us or important to us. For instance, we get so much stimuli from light and air and sound and feeling on our skin that we would literally go crazy if we consciously processed every single bit of stimuli that hits us. So we have this reticular activating system that filters out noise and just filters out things so we don't worry, we don't worry about it or think about it or have to deal with it. Maybe our reticular activation system is now heightened. Maybe there's always been train derailments. Maybe it's been very common. And ever since East Palestine, well, now we're becoming more aware, aware of these train derailments. Maybe the press is reporting on them more, but they've been happening a lot. Because there have been quite a few. There are quite a few train derailments. But why are we seeing all of these ones with hazmats and chemicals and gases and things all of a sudden? So many in just the last almost month or so. Okay? It's food for thought. Another thing could be that we are under attack. That the government doesn't want us to know that perhaps these are acts of sabotage. Let's not forget that we brought in 100,000 people from a region of the world where they're told to hate us. And even though there are many of those are our great people and our brothers and sisters, many of them are not our brothers and sisters as far as they are not fully vetted and the Taliban and other terror groups have infiltrated, uh, not just coming in from Afghanistan, but also through our southern porous border. We are at war, believe it or not, folks, with some of our opponents, China, etc. And they are sending agents and agent saboteurs into our country. Maybe these are a whole bunch of acts of sabotage that the government wants to keep on the DL. Perhaps even if you want to go into tinfoil hat land, Joe Biden and his people are aware of it, but because they're beholden to China and other enemy states, they're trying to downplay it and gaslight the public. Or maybe just maybe these are just random acts of train derailment that just happen to fall within the same few weeks and it's nothing more or nothing less than that. Or maybe it's a combination of all the above or some of the above. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Welcome to Open Source News edition of the BCP podcast. So glad you're here. My name is James, aka BCP, Black Conservative Patriot. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter which of the two genders you are. If you bleed these colors behind me, red, white, and blue, welcome to the BCP podcast our open source edition. Let's get into more failures of the current uh, regime and the Washington machine. How about this little doozy? The U.S. Marshals Service fell victim to a security breach that we're just now finding out, and it, compri it comprised sensitive information. Although the private data on the topics like investigations was part of the breach, Officials claim no data from the Witness Protection Program was leaked. Reminder, that's under the purview of the U.S. Marshals. So we're supposed to believe the government that a whole bunch of things, uh, private data, like investigations, was breached, but nothing having to do with uh, people in the Witness Protection Program. And here's the thing, folks. When people in the Witness Protection Program are killed, we don't hear about it for several reasons. One, they're in the Witness Protection Program. We're not supposed to know anything about them or where they're at. Two, they don't want people to know how perhaps compromised the witness protection program might actually be. And three, there's so many people on there, there's maybe not a story for us to know. But I remember several years ago, 
uh, reading an article or doing some kind of investigation, going down some other rabbit hole about people who have been found out on the witness protection program and have reaped uh, have reaped the consequences of trying to hide from perhaps turning state's evidence or whatever the case may be. NBC News is reporting that there was a significant security breach at the United States Marshal Service on February 17th. The attack comprised sensitive data, including legal process returns, administrative data, and personally identifiable information. The breach affected a system, which is standalone, and involved ransomware and data theft. The DOJ is currently carrying out a forensic investigation into the incident, and since the DOJ is in charge and over this, we can just rest easy that there's that everything is going to be taken care of and everything is fine. Now, according to a statement by the uh, U.S. Marshal Services spokesperson, Drew Wade, the comprised system contained information sent to the law enforcement regarding the subjects of investigations, outside parties, and specific employees. He stated, quote, the affected system contains law enforcement sensitive information, including returns from legal process. Well, I'm reading the same thing that the synopsis said. I apologize. Administrative information and personal identifiable information pertaining to subjects of investigations, third parties, and certain USMS employees. That's lazy (laughs) journalism where you say this in quotes and then you give a quote that's almost exactly what you just said. Anyhow, according to senior law enforcement officials, the incident had nothing to do with the database for the Witness Security Program, also known as a Witness Protection Program. uh, They're swearing up and down it doesn't endanger anyone involved in the program. Well, how is is it not endanger anyone involved in the program when they have the personally identifiable information pertaining to subjects of investigations, third parties, and employees? They can just go and put the squeeze on those people and find out where the rats that we're hiding are at. And I don't say rats in a pejorative way. I'm just, you know, the mafia, the mob, the criminals call them rats when they turn uh, against them and, and they uh, they squeal. All right. That's just one of the other failings. Now, I want to give you a little bit more information. I dropped this a little bit in this morning's episode. Uh so I just want to give you a little bit more information. Headline USA is saying uh, that um, Fetterman's near-fatal stroke was widely concealed by and later downplayed by the media during his senatorial race last year, ena- enabling him to handily defeat celebrity Dr. Oz on the strength of early mail-in balloting before the two had even debated. Uh, according to what's going on, there are claims that Fetterman is essentially brain dead, and this is being hidden from the uh, the public. John Cardillo reporting, tweeting out, being told that Fetterman is essentially brain dead and it's being hidden because keeping him in office until August 18th avoids a special election with Republic, which Republicans most, cert- most certainly win. This must be investigated. And then uh, that was picked up also by uh, Pat Brody. So let me get this straight. Let me just get this straight, folks. I'm not saying anything. Let me just get this straight. John Fetterman beat Dr. Oz. But if John Fetterman is brain dead and they have a special election, they're afraid that the Republicans will win? Well, why did the Republican win last time but would win this time? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's go to Ukraine and, and, and the shenanigans going on over there. 
We now have a bipartisan quartet of senators that want Congress to create an inspector general with broad authority to conduct comprehensive oversight investigations of how U.S. military and civilian assistance to Ukraine has been administered and whether the aid served the purpose for which it was given. Now, you think this would be a given, that this would be bipartisan among everyone, not just a quartet of senators. Hey, we're giving all this money over to Ukraine. Why don't we at least account for that? You think that would just be nonpartisan? We might, we just might want to be suspicious of those that don't want accountability and accounting of these funds. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana Republican is quoted as saying, Americans are supporting Ukraine's brave work to beat back Russia by providing at least $113 billion in aid and military equipment. This is not an act of charity. It's bolstering our national security. Whatever. Whatever. Damn rhinos. That's in a statement from today, February 28th. But attached to that false idea that we should be in the nation building and supporting non-NATO countries, included in that statement was the title of the bill that's called the Independent and Objective Oversight of Ukrainian Assistance Act. And Kennedy is introducing the same, uh, introduced the same proposal in May of last year, but it failed to move forward. He's doing it again. And he wants the money to be looked at, to be accounted for. American taxpayers deserve to know that their money is helping Ukraine defeat Putin effectively, and Congress needs to guarantee that oversight. This investment, oh, now it's an investment, is too big to relegate to the normal bureaucratic channels. It demands an inspector general and a singular focus on America's return on investment in Ukraine. How would we get an inv- a return on investment in a war that is bringing us closer to World War III and nuclear, uh, a, nu- a nuclear conflict. Oh, the return on investment for the deep state, for those in their bunkers, for the military industrial complex. Oh, it's got one hell of an ROI for those folks, for sure. Now, as we are discontent with high inflation, discontent with these endless wars, uh, we're discontent with the lying of train derailments, poisoning of our sky, poisoning of our water, all of this growing discontent. It must be those MAGA Republicans, those extreme far-right types. Joe Biden accused MAGA Republicans of pursuing a radical plan that he claimed would deprive millions of families of health coverage and threaten to tank the U.S. economy during a speech in Virginia Beach today. Isn't that rich? Joe Biden saying that MAGA Republicans are responsible for a radical plan or any kind of radical agenda. Biden touted his plans to safeguard Americans' access to affordable health care and say that congressional Republicans are attempting to undo his efforts. Folks, how many of you have actually put it down below in the comment section? I want to see. Has anyone actually had their health coverage get better? under Obamacare? Do you have more coverage for the same amount of money? Do you have better coverage for less money? Do you have better coverage? Let's say better coverage for less money, the same coverage for less money, less coverage for less money, or any of or any sort of change in coverage that's beneficial or not beneficial. Put it down below. I would like to meet someone who it's not just getting free healthcare because, and, and God bless you if you're in that 
uh, economic situation. When I got married very young and there were some lean times in, the, in that last year of college before starting off my professional degree. I understand things get rough. Luckily, I had a job and I did the COBRA thing and whatever. Didn't want to be dependent on programs, but I understand. I understand. Putting aside folks who are getting free health care, because of course, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no free health care. We, the taxpayers, are subsidizing that. But anyone who gets private insurance has had private insurance or employer insurance or what have you. Are you are things better since Obamacare came out? What, 10 or so years ago? Just wondering. Just wondering. Now, this is where it, it gets crazy with his lies. They want to eliminate a lot of health care coverage, Biden said. He said that Republican plans would increase costs for millions of Americans and make deep cuts in programs that families and seniors depend on. Always a fear mongering. Then again, he lied about Senator Scott and Republican plans to sunset Social Security and Medicare every five years. Now, of course, Republicans have denied claims by Biden and the Democrats and the big media about this. But this is where Joe Biden, the great inclusive president, the one who's going to unite America, quote, there's an awful lot of really good Republicans, but the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat. They're not bad or good. It's just they're very different. Okay, newsflash for the rhinos, for the establishment, and for all the treasonous, traitorous rat bastards in D.C. thinking that they can rule and over us and tell us who we want. The Republican Party of 2023 is the party of Donald John Trump, of MAGA, of America first. It is not of DeSantis. It is not of Mike Pence or Nikki Haley. Oh, Nikki Haley. Has anyone even said those names out of their lips within the after the first let's say 72 hours of her announcing her campaign and her candidacy but whose name escapes the lips all the time Donald Trump he is still the spiritual leader the actual leader of Republican voters and non Republican voters who will vote Republican in the general election there we go making uh, the, the MAGA Republicans again. They're a strange breed. Speaking of DeS uh, DeSantis, he is on a Rupert Murdoch quasi-Fox News pep rally, not officially campaign rally tour, book tour. North Venice, Florida. DeSantis arrived in Tallahassee in January 19, after winning Florida's 2018 gubernatorial race by 32,000 votes, less than a half a percent of 8 million ballots cast. He was told by insiders, experts, and pundits that the narrow victory was, was caused for cautious moder moderation in managing the sweet state. Swing state. It's a sweet state as well. I rejected that advice, he said. And then he goes on in this book tour rally, not campaign, to talk about how he felt like he had the mandate and he's doing right by the people and he is Florida first and what have you. And that voters responded. But what we really need to look at is that the governor of Florida is barnstorming the state of Florida, touting his Florida blueprint plan 
and his book, The Courage to Be Free. Now, he's not saying he's campaigning. He hasn't officially campaigned, but he sure seems like a busy guy as of late. He is not just talking about what he's done, but how he honed his leadership skills. I don't know, information that might be informa- uh, important to people who are considering him for president and leader of the executive branch. I don't know, folks. Seems to me like DeSantis is out there campaigning, even though he's not campaigning. And as I covered this last weekend, he secretly met, not so secretly, but you know, on the DL, met with mega donors from the Republican Party nationwide. Why would they be there? Why would they be... Why would he be where donors are if he's not currently running? And these are donors from outside the state of Florida. Unless, of course, he's getting ready to mount his campaign for president against President Trump in 2024. And guess who's going to be helping him? Well, Fox News, of course. We're finding out that court documents are detailing how Paul Ryan pushed Fox News to, quote, move on from Trump, even though the polls were showing that the channel was losing its core viewers who are Trump supporters. Now, these court documents are revealing, well, we already know that Paul Ryan is a never-Trumper and a hater of Trump. He's been very vocal about that just this week, saying he's not going to show up in his own state for the RNC if President Trump is the nominee. But these court documents are revealing the level of influence that Paul Ryan actually has a Fox News that we've been talking about, that President Trump has been talking about, but now we kind of have some documentation of it. On page 23 of the court document, as a board member, Paul Ryan urged the Fox News owner to move on from Trump in the months following the last presidential election. This was despite the fact that Fox News, the channel, was losing its core audience. Page 24, Paul Ryan urged uh, Rupert and company to move on from Donald Trump and stop spouting lies. Pages 24 and 25. Fox News officials knew they had lost the trust of their core audience following the election. A poll by YouGov at the time showed Fox News underwater with core, viewer, core viewers, but Paul Ryan didn't seem to care. It's always easy for someone to manage or to break down something they didn't build. And sometimes you have people like the Murdochs that will go ahead and do that on their own regardless. Now, we've got this from Don Jr. saying that Paul Ryan is the reason he hasn't even been on Fox News. Check this out. Breaking news. Really important stuff that literally zero people give a crap about. Paul Ryan, uh, former Speaker of the House, the guy that didn't deliver the wall because he was too busy trying to be loved by the people who hate our guts. Yours, mine, basically anything America first says that the RNC, that he will not be attending the Republican National Convention if Trump is the nominee. And no one gives a crap. Literally no one. This guy is the guy on the board of Fox News, which also explains a lot about the direction and some of the content I'm seeing out there, folks. This explains to me almost everything, frankly. Uh, I know I haven't been invited on in six months, so I'm sure that's him pushing his rhino America last war forever garbage fold to the Democrats agenda. I love how fellow podcaster Don Jr. put that 
quite succinctly the agenda of the Republican rhinos that doesn't match the agenda that the actual Republican voters want. Rhino, America last, war forever, garbage fold to the Democrats agenda. See folks, the America first MAGA Republicans are a different Republican than the establishment war-mongering, America-last, globalist Republicans. That's why we call them rhinos, Republican name only, because they go to Washington and then they don't vote or they don't represent their constituents, the true Republican voter. And they're being kept separate. Check this out. The Conservative Political Action Conference, or CPAC, is going to be returning to Washington for the first time since the pandemic in 2020. Now, CPAC, of course, is billed as the largest and most influential gathering of conservatives, not just in the United States, but in the world. They have CPAC events throughout the world. And it begins this Wednesday. Now, Governor DeSantis, Ron DeSantis of Florida, he spoke at the, he spoke at the event last year. This year, he won't be there. He has other plans. And former Vice President Mike Pence turned down an invitation. Why? Because President Trump is going to be the keynote or one of the keynote speakers at that event. That's right. President Trump to be keynote speaker at CPAC in D.C. this week. So Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis are skipping the event entirely. Now, of course, DeSantis um, is doing, as I've talked about, his uh, not campaign campaign as he touts his new uh, book tour. And we have Mike uh, Pence just not showing up. So, very interesting that CPAC, I guess this is good news, is still behind President Trump and having uh, uh, Trump be his, his keynote speaker. But let's not lie. We also know that Trump is a big draw, monetarily, support-wise, and for getting the CPAC brand to grow. Something that's not going to happen in 2023, with neither Mike Pence nor Governor Ron DeSantis. Very, very interesting. All right, folks, we've got some good news coming out of the Supreme Court. Uh, looks like they're about to put the, uh, the, the nail in the coffin or the final dagger into Joe Biden's totally unconstitutional and illegal sham to bail out the student loan program. So if you recall, Joe Biden announced unilaterally, actually, a massive forgiveness of student debt uh, loans. He did this in August. Hmm, right before the elections, I don't know, maybe he was buying the uh, Gen Z vote and their support. He was trying to cancel up to $10,000 of student uh, debt for borrowers who earn $125,000 a year or less and up to $20,000 for recipients of Pell Grants. Now, of course, as reported before here, the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals back in November, uh, they extended a block to the student loan bailout plan. So the DOJ asked the Supreme Court to lift the 8th Circuit Court's block. Now, the Supreme Court left that block in place while they heard oral arguments and deliberated. So today, the highest court of the land heard oral arguments on Biden's student loan bailout plan. After a few hours of argument, the uh, conservative justices signaled that they are not on board with Biden's bite-out uh, plan. 
The Epic Times reporting today, conservative Supreme Court justices questioned legal authority of Biden administration to forgive student loans. During oral, oral arguments on February 28th, conservative members of the Supreme Court seemed skeptical on Biden administration's statement that the government's plan to partially forgive student loans is authorized by federal law. U.S. Solicitor General Elizabeth Preligar, Preligar told the High Court that the Federal Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Student Acts gives the Federal Secretary of Education blanket authority to grant loan forgiveness in mass, a contention several justices found fault with. Yeah, they just have, yeah, we have carte blanche because that's how the executive branch works for Marxists. Carte blanche to do whatever the hell they want without any checks or balances. But thank goodness we've got some checks and balances still in place, folks. Biden introduced the plan in August 2022 and the Wharton School estimate the, the price tag would be over $1 trillion. Okay? So this is what we have here. During oral arguments, Prelager told the justices that canceling the student loan relief program would hurt vast numbers of Americans, thus making the argument that they should have loan forgiveness. The other side, however, countered that the statute does not specifically authorize loan forgiveness, but gives them authority to make loan modifications. Nebraska Solicitor General James Campbell said that they are trying to, quote, write off nearly half a trillion dollars in student loans while attempting to bypass Congress. No statute authorizes this action, which he called sweeping and unprecedented. Never before has a HEROES Act been used to forgive a single loan, he said. He asserts a breathtaking power to do anything that he thinks might reduce the risk of borrowers defaulting even years after a national emergency arises. He needs clear congressional authorization for such power, but the HEROES Act does not provide it even in a national emergency. That was argued. Now, this is what the conservative justices had to say. The OG, black conservative patriot, Justice Clarence Thomas, uh, said, Congress, is, in creating the HEROES Act, was attempting to broadly cover the field to provide the secretary the tools to respond to the national emergency with whatever relief might be necessitated. Se uh, Justice Samuel Lito noted that Missouri's claim that the program will hurt the revenues of the Missouri Higher Education Loan Authority, which the state created to service student loans. This would give the state standing is what Alito is implying. Once again, state standing over federal standing. Let's not forget that even though we're brainwashed, I went to schools in New York City and LA Unified School District, you get brainwashed into thinking that the Fed is over everything. That's not true. The Constitution clearly states that any powers not given the federal government are the purview of the states by assumption. And that's what we're seeing here. And then we have Justice, Chief Justice, John Roberts saying that the federal government uh, characterizes the debt relief program as an attempt to modify the federal student loans program to excuse student debt. And Roberts noted that in an opinion from the, the late great Justice, uh, Justice Anthony Scalia, that the word modify connotes moderate change, right? Modify means to make a change. A, a modification is not a, in the English language, does not connote doing away with something. Entirely and doing away with the debt entirely is not modifying it, it is eradicating it, not modifying it. I'm a car guy. You have a you have you have you have a car, for instance. I have a 2000 Pontiac Trans Am LS1 V8. I've modified it, throttle bodies, flow master exhaust, different uh suspension. Okay, 
I modified the car and working on it. It's an ongoing project. I didn't destroy it and get rid of it. That was for my muscle car guys out there. Scalia said, it might be good English to say that the French Revolution modified the status of the French nobility, but only because there's a figure of speech called understatement and literally device known as sarcasm. <laughs> they, had a little, they had a little fun here. We're talking about half a trillion dollars and 43 million Americans. How does that fit under the normal understanding of modifying? So we can clearly see here that even Justice Roberts, the conservative justices, aren't falling up for the arguments coming from the Biden camp. And it looks like a win for uh, common sense and a check of powers to the Biden regime. All right, folks, got more reports uh, that I will report on the next one. Enjoy the rest of this February. We're going to be in a March 1st just like that. And I'm excited that tomorrow marks the beginning of our third season, the end of our second year of our other show, BCP Unfiltered. Uh, please check out what I'm doing over there. Just go over to uh, therealbcp.com. Join our community for free. We have exclusive and non-exclusive content that you can check out over there. Please do such. And if you like what you see, consider uh, supporting our efforts over there. Uh, this is how we combat the shadow banning and the fight against us on big tech platforms when it comes to free speech. You can also uh, check out the uh, program over at bcpextras.com. And the program is also available every place where we have our uh, podcast. You can also find out all of the availability at bcppodcast.com. And once again, don't forget that we have a sister channel uh, on here where my daughter reports the news with no commentary. And that is over at the BCP Report YouTube channel, or you can go to bcpreport.com. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're on YouTube and press follow or any other similar way of letting the platform in which you're maybe listening to this in podcast format know that you want to continue receiving notifications every time we drop a new podcast. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless.